The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live in the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. If you would like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and right there you'll see two videos on, th- on the top of the page. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you want to watch that, click on and play it. It'll play up until 3 p.m. Eastern today, at which time he'll be live. And then uh, look out for tomorrow, uh, because yes, it is Friday already again. <laughs> Gosh, I mean, ugh. it seems like two days ago we were doing a wedding. Um, and the week is already gone. So tomorrow, two hours of Bradley at three. So, but today, one hour, you can catch him at three. Uh, on the right side of the page is where we're streaming live, and you can click on the play button there, 
and blow that up on whatever device you want to blow it up on. Click on the Rumble icon in the bottom right and uh, join us in the uh, in the chat. Love to see you over there on Rumble. And matter of fact, uh, subscribe to the channel, please, uh, while you're over there. And um, uh, Rumble is Sons of Liberty Radio Live. If you're not signed up for that, go ahead and do that. Uh, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. And then also we're streaming on BeforeIt'sNews.com, uh, top of the page there. Also, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. Twitch at Setting Rush Fires. And if you've got a Roku device, we're on Cutting Edge TV over there. And then uh, right up under where we're streaming is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Uh, again, we don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it. And then you can uh, get an email every night from the site, the articles that we put out for the day, uh, Bradley, myself, and our contributors at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And then if you want the weekly ministry email, Go to sonsoflibertyradio.com once a week. Usually that's on Saturday. That tells you what's going on in the ministry. That tells you uh, or gives you uh, Bradley's article for the week and whatever the special is that we're running in this week in our store, which is also the link uh, linked up on sonsoflibertymedia.com. We're highlighting the resistance to tyranny is obedience to God t-shirts. Now these come in red and blue. They're normally $20, a little more if you've got double X, triple X uh, size. <clears throat> but, um, this week only through tomorrow night, Saturday night at midnight, you can get 10% off these shirts when you use the promo code RESIST. And uh, there's some nice looking shirts. All, all the shirts are high quality. They're not, you know, some cheap shirt that you're going to get. They're, they're real high quality. So uh, they're great conversation starters, too. People be wondering, uh, where does this come from? Uh, I don't remember seeing that in, uh, in the book of Romans. And then you can tell them all about the history and about the uh, original seal that was proposed for the United States before it became some kind of a cultic symbol, <laughs> um, that they actually had a biblical reference and a symbol on uh, the original uh, seal that was submitted for approval. And uh, that gets you into some, some good history. So uh, these are available this week. 10% off promo code is resist okay uh, if you would like to help us out there's a donate button at the top of the page too sons of liberty media.com you can make a one-time donation or you can become a son or daughter of liberty those are our monthly partners we appreciate each and every one of you and even those who don't financially give but you come you listen you show up in the chats um, on the video platforms and many of you pray for us and such and we're grateful to you guys as well um, all of us work together in the body, right? Each has different gifts, different abilities, and uh, we glorify God in those things, and we really do appreciate you guys very much. All right, a couple of headlines here before we get into things. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Regardless of Disney employees being exposed for crimes against children, they say that a poll now suggests daycare for theme parks. You know, like um, um, Universal and Disney and all those places down there where all those pedophiles seem to gather. Uh, to prey on the children. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Again, maybe somebody can help me with this, but you're a parent. You go to a theme park. You take your kids. Isn't part of doing that so the family is together? I, I, I'm just lost as to what parents are going to spend the day at a theme park, take their kids along with them, and then do something like this. Drop their kids off at, you know, the daycare there, especially, especially knowing what's been going on. It, 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 and, and then, first of all, who's going to Disney? 
considering how they have come out in complete opposition to any parent that would like to protect their kids from sexual perversion being taught to them. Hmm? Are, are you the same parents that go to the school boards and fuss at them over that stuff or over Islam being taught or over mass mandates and stuff, and then the next day you turn right around and send your kid into the school? Is that who you are? You guys are doing that? that you, oh, well, we got this vacation plan. We didn't spend money. We're, we're going to go there anyway. I, I, what do I say? You know, what do I say here? I, I watched two, I watched two uh, mothers the other day, well-spoken, before school boards, called them out for what they're doing. And as far as I know, those mothers are still sending their kids there to school. It's like there's a disconnect. I did what I, I said what I said, and I got it off my chest, but there's no actions to follow that. Now, what's up with that? Well, that's called hypocrisy. That's called hypocrisy. This is what we were telling you about people like Donald Trump. You say, why do you keep hammering Trump? Well, I'm going to talk about him a little bit today, too. See, I don't have to talk about Joe Biden. Everybody in this audience, as far as I know, there may be some who are different. Everybody knows Joe Biden's a bad guy. You don't have to convince them of that. The problem is trying to show them that the guy they think is the good guy is actually a bad guy, too. But it's the same thing. It's saying and not doing. He talked about all these promises he kept. And when you go down through them and you really start checking on that stuff, the vast majority is, is the complete opposite of whatever he said. Just is. It just is. All right. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. War is a racket. This is a new one from Chuck Baldwin, and that includes the Ukraine war. He wrote on this the other week, too, uh, referencing Smedley Butler and also Ron Paul's article this week. Uh, the U Ukraine war is a racket, which you can also read at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And then charity builds dozens of tiny homes for homeless on private property. Now, they're, they're literally small, one-room little places just so the people can be out of the weather. They use uh, those little compost toilets, sort of like a five-gallon bucket. You know, they do their deed, and then they come out and they use... They set it up for compost so they can grow food. This is something we'll be talking about with David hopefully next week, Lord willing, uh, when we get into the gardening and stuff. And then the cops and government destroy it all. It's on private property. Oh, this isn't zoned for this, that, and the other. You know what? I, I am about sick and tired of hearing zoning, telling you what you can do and not do on your own land when you're not when you're not violating law, like real law, not this nonsense that they put up as statutes and stuff like that. I, I'm just, I'm sick of it. And this same government, I'll bet you, would take these homeless people and throw them in jail if they caught them out on the street somewhere. Same people. Remember what I told you about Tennessee, what they were trying to do there with our homeless? Same thing they're trying to do that they were doing down here in Columbia, South Carolina. They want to criminalize the fact that you can't afford a home. They want to criminalize you for that. They would have criminalized Jesus Christ. What did he say? Foxes have holes, right? Birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has not a place to lay his head. Spent many nights on the Mount of Olives. I'm sure if only the Romans and the Jews of the time could have figured out a way 
to bust him for being homeless, they would have done it. That's the same mentality that comes behind this stuff. And boy, you want to see something. You, you really want to see something. You ought to watch, you ought to watch these guys. The, the post is here. You have to go to Instagram to watch the videos, but they're about 30 minutes or so. I'd highly recommend you watch them just so you see what these guys are doing. All right? Just so you see what they're doing. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. The Supreme Court allows uh, police to use warrantless, real-time cell phone data to sweep Americans into digital data dragnet. Have you guys seen all this stuff that they're outfitting the police cars with? They've got them on like both corners of the front, both corners of the back, and the guys just ride down the road. And these things are scanning license plates left and right. Okay, the guy didn't even have to do anything. And if you got a warrant, if you got a ticket, if you got any of this stuff outstanding, any of this stuff, they automatically respond to that. Now it's warrantless. They they can say, well, you're out in the out in the public, yeah, but my car is part of me. It's it's part of that Fourth Amendment thing. I'm to be secure in my possessions and my papers in my person. You're not supposed to be running background checks on me without approval to do so. Okay, it's that kind of thing. Anyway, that's John Whitehead, latest from him. All right, I want to get to a couple of things this morning. Um, speaking of parents. And schools. This happened in New York. You've got teachers who are taking the kids out, and it doesn't even look like they have any kind of uh, uh, approval from parents. They're just sneaking out of the classroom with the kids, the whole class, for what? Convid testing. Convid testing. Take a look at this. For those listening by way of the radio. Are doing this to the kids? Huh? Do their parents know that you're doing this to the kids? Do you she have parent consensual forms to do this to the kids? I don't know. Do you guys have parent consensual forms to do this to these kids? Do the parents know that you're doing this to these kids? Excuse me, ma'am. Do, do you know if the parents have consent to do this? Look what they're doing to these kids. Look at this. This Look is what the... they're doing to our kids. No consent. This is disgusting. This is disgusting. It's criminal is what it is. Let's see what school is. It's totally criminal. They've taken them out of the school. They've walked them to a this van to have these swabs stuck in them. And this guy's calling them out. Good. Good for him. And the teachers wow, this is just will not answer not questions, neither will the uh, no parent consent. The medical people there. You. Just they, they won't do it. They won't do it. Now, when I was coming up through public school, and even in private school, if you left that the school grounds to go on a field trip, you had to have parental consent, right? Isn't that right? Um, I'm reading what Bethany has said here. What? Oh, isn't that nice? Hmm. Like I said, when I was a kid growing up, you had to have consent to go on a field trip. 
I mean, if you were going down here to the James K. Polk tribute memorial, whatever the thing is there that you can see where he was born or whatever, I forget what it was. If you were going, you know, to a swim meet, if you were going on, you know, when we played basketball or football or baseball or any of that stuff, you had to have parental consent to go. But apparently, parents don't have to be notified if these agents of the state, and that's what these teachers are too, their agent understand something. When I say that, it didn't just apply to cops. It applies to teachers too. Teachers are indoctrinators of children on behalf of the state. Okay? They're indoctrinators on behalf of the state. Therefore, they are agents of the state. Well, Tim, I'm not like that. I, I'm in this, that, and that. Okay, maybe you are. Maybe you are, but ultimately your check is coming from the state. And you'll do what they tell you to do unless you want to lose your job. Now, there have been some who've been, who've held fast their conviction and have either left or they've been fired. If you haven't seen the film Indo uh, Indoctrination, or Indoctrinated, is that what it was? I, yeah, I don't want to do this on the fly. But uh, you can put it into uh, you know a search engine and you can find it. Um, it was a, a film by, it was a little documentary by Colin Gunn, I believe was the guy's name. Um, Indoctrination. That was it. Yep. I'll have a link up if you guys want to check that out. But Indoctrinations by Colin Gunn and Joaquin Fernandez. I don't know. Uh, but Colin was the guy who remembered. You ought to watch that because they actually deal with some of the teachers who are professed Christians and they're in the school. And then when they're challenged and, and shown, well, this is what's going on and you're not allowed to talk about Christ. You're not allowed to, to expound the scriptures to help the children or any of these kinds of things. The one lady leaves because she says, you're right. I, I didn't even realize it. Good for her. She had good conviction over that. But you ought to check that out. It's called indoctrination. Be sure to check that out. But where are the parents at on this deal? I'm wondering if they're up in New York. Some, at least that's what I was told that this is in New York. Where, where's the outrage? Where's the pulling your kid out of these things? Or are you buying into the convid stuff? It's clearly a lie. Clearly a lie. Well, today, look, <clears throat> there is an outgrowth here now concerning propaganda. How many of you guys remember, how many of you guys have ever read 1984? You haven't, if you haven't read it, how many at least watched maybe the old version of 1984? <laughs> I think there's a black and white, and then there is the color one. Uh, which is a little more risque, if you will, uh, in certain scenes. But if you read the book, the books are always better. Okay, I don't, it doesn't matter what movie, how great they do it, special effects, actors. Uh, the books are always better. Why? Because you're formulating the characters, the the voices, the scene in your mind. Okay, and it's just it's always better that way. It really is. Uh, but the 1984, they had. The mem they, what they call the memory hole, right? And so things that they wanted to get out of the public eye, which we see it all the time, they'll scrub this stuff from the internet and they'll dump it down the memory hole. That's, that's where that phrase comes from. Uh, ministry of Truth. Well, the Ministry of Truth is the propaganda arm of Big Brother. 
And the ministry of truth is to tell you what you're to believe and not allow for you to believe anything else. All those wonderful things that have been created in society that demonstrate man's creativity because he's made in the image of the creator. Uh, all that stuff gets destroyed. If you're around it, if you're close to it, any of that stuff, you're getting too attached to it or whatever the case may be, but you can get in a lot of trouble over it. Meanwhile, they get you distracted with two entities, one supposed to be your ally and one supposed to be your enemy, and then every so many years, they flip-flop them. And it's basically WWE. That's, this, is what I, this is why I've called it that, because if, if you know, I haven't watched wrestling in decades, literally, okay? But when I was a kid, you know, we used to watch it on Saturday afternoons, Mid-Atlantic Champ Championship Wrestling down here in South Carolina, right? Ricky Steamboat, Ricky Youngblood, Jake the Snake, all these guys, okay? And what you would find is, is you would find you've got your, your paired allies, they're on this side, and you've got, you got your bad guys on this side. And then all of a sudden, they started getting mixed up. They'd talk a lot of junk, they'd fight each other, and then they become the best of friends, and then they're pairing off, and now somebody's mad on the ally side, and they go join the other guys, and it's, it's the whole thing. This is what politics has become, and, it's, and it gets us distracted from what's at the root. The root is not the person. The root is the law, and how the law is being, being, being broken. Let me, let me just say it like this. It's, it's an easy way for you to understand it if you get caught up in what somebody's saying, okay, politically. They say you're either on the right or the left. Think about how that language has just got into us to where we don't know how to call it what it really is, okay? You're on the right or the left. The right or the left of what? The law. The law. You're on the right of the law or on the left of the law? God says, don't turn to the right or the left. This is what he warned Joshua. Be, be of good courage. Don't turn to the right or the left. Jesus said, if the blind lead the blind, they both fall into the ditch. You ever been on one of those dirt roads? Uh, my mother-in-law used to live back in the woods on one of those uh, stick-built houses. It's really neat. And you had to go back there on a dirt road, literal dirt road. I don't know if there was a stitch of gravel on it. And on either side of that road, it, the, the road erodes, okay? And what happens is, is it, be, it becomes a ditch. If you don't keep it on the road, you're going to end up in the ditch. This is what's happened to America. She's went to the right, and she's went to the left of the law, and because she's on that, she's not on the straight and narrow. She's not in a realm of safety or prosperity or protection. I was even thinking about it the other day concerning the whole Southern ball, Wall thing. For more than 200 years, even up until the 90s when it really, you know, people really were making a big issue about it, wasn't a huge issue. It really wasn't. I think God's hand of protection was upon America, and it's slowly been removed. But now, with the night, I'm referencing the 1984 stuff, we came to 2001, right? September 11th, where government took a big power grab and infringed on our liberties like they had never done before. And you see it to this day still when you go get on a plane and you put yourself through the gamma 
scanner or you're going to let somebody rummage through your stuff in violation of the Fourth Amendment. Or you're going to let somebody strip search you to get on the plane with no evidence that you're committing a crime or have committed a crime. They're violating your rights and they call it administrative law. No such thing. No such thing. That's a lie. It's a deception. So now what do we got? Well, now we've got the Department of Homeland Security. They've been a propaganda arm for 20 years now with the whole war on terror stuff. Okay, They've been a part of that. But now they've engaged in illegal propaganda again. They're creating a disinformation governance board to fight, quote unquote, misinformation, i.e. the truth. Okay. Now, this comes from the post-millennial. Here's what they write. The Department of Homeland Security is setting up a new board designed to counter misinformation related to homeland security with a focus specifically on Russia and irregular migration. The board will be called the Disinformation Governance Board and will be headed by Executive Director Nina Jankowicz. By the way, this is the chick who said that the Hunter Biden laptop and all the stuff on there is disinformation. The same chick, right, that they're putting in here. Speaking with the House Appropriations DHS subcommittee on Wednesday afternoon, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said, Our Undersecretary for Policy, Rob Silvers, is co-chair with our Principal Deputy Counsel General, Jennifer Gaskell in leading a just recently constituted misinformation, disinformation governance board. So we're bringing, the goal is to bring the resources of the department together to address this threat. It is not a threat. It is them trying to silence and be the ministry of truth. It's trying to silence the truth and be the ministry of truth to tell you what you're to think. To not be challenged. To bring the boot down on anybody who would point out their corruption and their lies and their crimes. That's what this is about. This is not about misinformation. These are the same people who can't, they couldn't be honest if it were to save their own life. Jankowicz was previously a disinformation fellow at the Wilson Center and had advised the Ukrainian Foreign Ministry as part, you can't make it up, you really can't, as part of the Fulbright Public Policy Fellowship, according to Politico. Jankowicz also oversaw Russia and Belarus programs. Isn't that interesting? But she's going to deal with stuff, misinformation about Russia. Yeah, okay. At the National Democratic Institute, she announced a new board via Twitter on Wednesday. Jankowicz has previously said that she was concerned that Twitter had determined early in 2022 to stop limiting speech from users about the 2020 presidential election, saying that considering the long-term damage these lies do to our democracy, she was dismayed about this decision. Hmm. Yeah, see, they'll, they'll, say, they'll say the one thing when they, when they want to push that narrative. But then she's more than willing to take this job on to silence us when we're going to call out their lies and their crimes. You know, we're not accountable to government. Government's accountable to us. They're accountable to us. Um, yeah, the, the, the fact that they want to put this out just demonstrates they've gone way beyond the bounds 
of the Constitution. Now, free speech does not allow us to lie. That's true. That's not free speech. Okay? But the fact of the matter is, when people go out and oftentimes they're commenting on something, maybe they're writing a blog, maybe they're showing up on a video or an interview or whatever the case may be, and from all the data that they have and all the information they can gather, they come to a certain conclusion, they put that conclusion out. Now, it's different than the official narrative, but what are, the, what are, what are those behind the official narrative want to do? Well, they want to silence that and they want to put their own narrative in the play in their place of that. They don't want anybody questioning it because if nobody questions it, then they don't have to be embarrassed about their lies. They don't have to keep up with what's going on there, and they can just put those things out there. So, in any in any case, here's what they've done: they've just they're going to grow government more. They're going to grow government more, and this is going to lead to more uh, law enforcement, illegal law enforcement. Again. Who's the law enforcement under our Constitution? Ain't the boys in blue. Ain't the boys in brown. Ain't the Fed coats, as uh, Captain Carl says. It's none of those guys. It's you and me. And again, I see it all the time. I know the sentiment. We've got to take our country back. We've got to take our country back. Well, you're not going to do it with a voting booth. Sorry, you just aren't going to do it. You're not. You and I are the solution here. We are. And how are we the solution? Well, we've got to first educate ourselves on what we've got to have, the tools that we've got to have in order to bring the justice that we say we want. And the two things that are compatible with that, as we've done on the show many times, are the citizens' grand jury. That's where the people are in control of, this, of, of what's going on, who's going to be indicted and who's not. And the second thing is, Dealing with the militia, that's your law enforcement arm of what you discover in a grand jury. They're the ones to deal with them. So for anybody saying, we want to take our, our country back, well, what's your plan to do that? This is the plan here. Q won't tell you that because they don't have a plan. They're just hoping that you'll go along with it, with whatever they're doing, which I think is to distract you get you complacent, get you eating your popcorn watching the movie rather than doing your duty as a militia person. That's what I think. Is your representatives bringing about any justice? No, they're talking about, oh, we need to, we need to, uh, we need to get them out of office. We need to have them retire. We need to just get rid of them. We don't, we don't care about prosecuting. We, that's not going to fly. It's not going to work. And the sooner we come to this conclusion, the sooner we're able to right the wrongs, as Bradley said, to, to right those wrongs is for us to do our duty. Now, with that said, this is Homeland Security, right? Homeland Security is trying to do the job of the militia. Because under Homeland Security, you've got... Um, uh, well, yeah, you've got the um, the Border Patrol and, and other people like that uh, who are working out there. And the Border Patrol is doing the work of the militia, too. Go read Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. What are the militia to do? They're to, they're to enforce the law. They're to repel invasions. 
Oh, by the way, the National Guard, they're doing the work of the militia too. That is to put down insurrections. Why isn't the militia ever called up? You ever think about that? Everybody, their immediate thought is, like when the riots were going on the other summer, their immediate thought is, well, why didn't he send in the National Guard? My question is, why aren't the governors calling up the militia, the real militia? Not a federalized militia, which is what the National Guard is. And there's nothing in the Constitution for that. Why aren't they calling up the people? Huh? And the people sit back and they see it on their television and they're angry that their city's being burned down, that it's being torn up, that people are being harmed, and nobody's doing anything. And then when you bring in other things, it gets real heavy-handed. It's because you haven't, you don't know what your duty is. You have the rights to keep and bear arms in order to be part of the community of people to protect that community and to enforce the law. This is not hard to understand. It's pretty simple. This is why you have a, and listen, any Second Amendment organization that does not talk about the militia, you need to be wary of. You need to be wary of them because the Second Amendment begins with militia. Now, it starts with your right to keep and bear arms as an individual. That is your right. But you've got to have a militia to secure a free state. That's what our founding fathers wrote. That's an important part, too. So how does this all work? They're wanting to silence us on misinformation, disinformation, right? And yet... Here's what's going on on the southern border. Okay, uh, Chris Olivada, some lieutenant with the Texas Department of Public Safety. So right now we're at one of our one of the landings that we see typically a lot a lot of human smuggling coming across the river from Mexico. And what you're seeing here, of course, on the on the ground is a bunch of bracelets, different colors. And what these bracelets indicate is what organization these illegal immigrants paid to get across. So as you see here, there's different wording. Even some have numbers, serial numbers, as you can see here. So this identifies exactly what organization they belong to, who they paid to get across. So talk about the industry a little bit, like how much money these guys are making, what kind of industry it is. Right. So, I mean, we know right now just on intel that we receive from our federal partners that just on human smuggling alone, um, these organizations are making well over $100 million a week just on human smuggling. It's a multi-billion dollar $100 million a week. This is all just strictly human smuggling. And that was last year's numbers. Now, of course, you know, the first, you know, first six months of this fiscal year, we're at 1.2 million already. So just kind of put that into context as far as how much these organizations are making. Um, it's, it's well, they're making a lot more profit now on just human smuggling than they are on drug smuggling. All right. So this guy's down there on the border. They're making a hundred million dollars a week, not a year, a week <laughs> trafficking people in across the border. What have we been doing all this time? Even under the Trump administration, what have we been? Have we been stopping people at the border and saying, no, 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 you can't cross here. It's, it's against the law to do that. Is that what we've been doing? Nope. We've been bringing them over here, giving them three hots and a cot. Actually, we're giving them, you know, nice hotel rooms, Wi-Fi, big screen TVs, all they can eat. Yeah, some of them get separated out in some of these camps and stuff. There's no doubt about that. But we've we've documented where our our money is being used 
to keep up what the government says are people that are committing crimes. And that's what they say. Okay? But then they want to silence us about misinformation, disinformation. And listen, listen. If they'll do it, if the government will move in that direction on the issue of Russia, they'll do it on other things. In fact, they've already done it on other things. They've done it on the convicts. Remember, it was Jen Psaki who told America that the Biden administration was working with who? Facebook, right? Remember that? She said, we're working with Facebook to make sure that misinformation, disinformation doesn't get out. Wait a minute. The First Amendment applies here. You've got investigative reporters. You've got doctors. You've got nurses. You've got other medical professionals who have seen things, and they're talking about those things, and they're relating them back to the shots. And yet, this is where the self-appointed, bought-and-paid-for fact-checkers come out, and they go, oh, no, 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 this isn't that. And all they have to do is cite one thing. This is the stuff we have. If you haven't read our article on NewsGuard, I'll, have, I'll try to link that back up again. But Don did such a great job in writing the letter for us to NewsGuard. All NewsGuard has to do is say, well, I have a source that says it's this. See, you're a liar. You're falsely claiming this. That's what they do. So what do I do? Well, I go, well, my source was just as credible, if not more credible. They're not being bought off, bought and paid for by Pfizer or Moderna or Johnson Johnson or AstraZeneca. They're not bought off by any of those guys. Your source comes from the Mockingbird Media where 30 to 40% of their advertising is there. Is that not a conflict of interest that you should be interested in? Nope, they're not interested in that at all. In fact, the gentleman who was uh, who was writing some of this stuff, John Gregory, I did some background work on him. He, come, he was out of Chicago. He was the one standing behind Obamacare as though it was constitutional. He was the one all in support of Obama. And this is, I mean, this is a huge problem. Because you have people who will just find whatever they can to stick it out there and say, well, you guys aren't telling the truth. Now, if you give me documentation, real documentation, and I can verify it in a couple of sources, fine, let's take a look at that. But to say that you're going to go to Politico, oh, well, they had this article, or go to Dr. Fauci, well, he said this. Yeah, he said a whole bunch of stuff that's out of both sides of his mouth. So that's, that's really the issue. And look, I get it. A lot of you listening to the show, you're not, you're not deceived by any of that stuff, what's going on. But I hope there's some nuggets here that I throw out that will reinforce that for you. I mean, I really do hope that. I'm not a know-it-all, and I don't claim to know it all. But I know enough to know that when we're having the wool pulled over our eyes, okay, and as... Um, uh, AH and uh, D Live says, um, you know, there's there's not a lot that are awake. Yeah, but you know what? The COVID thing, the convicts thing has been greatly, I think it's been greatly used of God to open a lot of people's eyes to what's going on in the quote unquote medical, let's just change that word, the sorcery industry. Let's change it to that. Because that's what that is. It's the sorcery uh, industry. It's been, it's been used to open people's eyes to say, oh, wait a minute, this stuff is not good for me. I'm starting to really think about that. I've had stories where people have come off of all kinds of stuff. 
they started to get away from that and they started to listen to people like Kate Shimrani, our nurse and nutritionist. She'll be on tomorrow, 8 a.m. And talking about taking care of your health by way of, and I'm going to have to find a different word for this, creation-based medicine. I, I want to get away from that word medicine. Uh, <laughs> use something else. Uh, but this is the way the this is the way the creator does heal is through the foods and things he's provided for us in the earth. Okay. And I'll tell you, we've done ourselves a great disservice by not being, you know, an agricultural culture. We we've we've lost the ability and the knowledge to be free. You know, part of being free is growing your own food, not being dependent upon somebody else for it. It's doing things for yourself rather than being dependent upon somebody else. And yeah, even this guy, I'm learning late in life some things that I should have learned early on with my dad. I knew them. I just didn't follow through with them. But I'm learning those things late in life. But they're important things to learn. You want to be free. Don't let anybody manipulate you with your food. Or your health and your health care. Right? Okay, another, another thing I want to bring up here. There's a new there's a new report. This is from the uh, the Office of National Statistics. Check this out. Children's risk of death increases over five thousand. It's actually fifty one hundred percent after being injected with mRNA shots, specifically the COVID shots, compared to children who've not taken the shots. That is absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. This comes from the expose. The Office of National Statistics has revealed, uh, without realizing it, that children are up to 52 more, 50 times, uh, 52 times more likely to die following COVID-19 vaccination than children who have not had the COVID-19 vaccine. And uh, they have this data here. You guys can check it out. I'll have the link up here. But they've got the data in here to show you exactly what's going on that now they're targeting the children. They've already went down the line from the elderly to the middle-aged to the young to the children now. And the children who we were told, were we not told the children were not susceptible to the convicts? Isn't that what they said all along? Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Anthony Fauci, Deborah Burks, all those knuckleheads were telling us that the kids, it didn't, didn't really affect the kids, right? then why are they dying 52 times more after they get the shot than those who don't get the shot? Why are they even getting the shot? They're not safe. They're not effective. That's already demonstrably a lie. That is a fraud. Okay? And for those of you who are still stuck in this right-left, Republican, Democrat, red-blue stuff, okay? If you're still stuck in that, let me show you how they're on the same team. Trump and Obama tag team COVID shot propaganda as more people are losing their lives due to their lies. And I can already hear the Trump worshipers now. Oh, but Tim, he 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 doesn't mandate. He says you're free to take it. No, but he set the tee up for the guy who's doing it. He's the one who used billions of your money to give to Big Pharma, and then he has the audacity to say, Big Pharma doesn't like me. They really hate me. No, they don't. 
dude, you're the biggest pimp for their drugs they could hope for. So this is what they're doing. The usurper, Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka, and Donald Trump, both have engaged to pimp these shots out. Yes, sirree. That's what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. Let me give you a little bit of this from this article. Former President Donald Trump is a vax zealot who constantly encourages his fans and voters to receive the injections. And now data shows that Trump's vax zealotry is swaying his voters. Isn't that interesting? Stanford University researchers ran an ad featuring Trump and all of his vax zealotry on conservative YouTube channels, including Fox News. The study concluded that 100,000 previously non-vaccinated Trump voters received the shots thereafter. Don't tell me that his worshipers aren't listening and obeying. The ad cost $100,000, thus $1 to persuade each new Pfizer customer. Isn't that nice? Coincidentally, or otherwise, the Obama speech in question was also hosted by Stanford University. He was the keynote speaker at the Challenges in Democracy in the Digital Information Realm Symposium at Stanford on April the 21st. The entire speech is Obama declaring that he is the truth. (laughs) Whoa, dude. I mean, Well, you you talking about trying to take something from Christ there. Who putting your hands on Christ's glory. Uh. Similar to how Fauci believes he is the science. Obama said disinformation is the biggest threat to democracy. We lose our capacity to distinguish between fact, opinion, and wholesale fiction. Uh, well, I haven't lost much of that. Uh, that's what they want you to do is lose the ability to be discerning. Obama said about people's freedom of choosing their news sources. <laughs> He wants you to listen to him, NPR, MSLSD, you know, whatever the station is, CNN. But some truth did come from Obama's speech. He said, while chuckling, smiling, and with unabashed arrogance, the following. Despite the fact that we're now, we've now essentially clinically tested the vaccine on billions of people worldwide. He just told you what we went through to it for two and a half years. It was a clinical test. Every person that got these shots, you were a guinea pig. You are. You're a guinea pig. They're experimental. They're being tested. He went on to say around one in five Americans is still willing to put themselves at risk and their families at risk rather than get vaccinated. People are dying because of misinformation. Check out Barry. Despite the fact that we've now essentially clinically tested the vaccine on billions of people worldwide. Around one in five Americans is still willing to put themselves at risk and put their families at risk rather than get vaccinated. People are dying because of misinformation. Yeah, the misinformation that's coming from people like uh, Barry and Donnie. That could be a show, Donnie and Barry, something like that, like Donnie Marie, whatever. Anyway, that's that's what's going on. And now I've got several videos where doctors are talking about what this is, where an MEP is talking about this. We've got videos of, of people who said, I was coerced into taking these shots. 
And now this is what's happened to me. All of this is in this article. And then we've got Fauci going, hey, wait a minute. We don't need the courts involved. We'll use the CDC. This is a public health issue. Yeah, it's a public health issue, which means you have, you're not supposed to have anything to do with that because the Constitution didn't give, authorize in Article 1 anything for the Congress to be involved in health care. Nothing. Zero. Nada. But they let this leprechaun come out and tell you that the CDC should be doing these things. They should be the ones controlling all of the narrative, and they shouldn't be held to account for their lies, for their conflicts of interest, and for the murders. These are murders that are going on. And I've got a couple of videos here where family, one of them's over in the UK, uh, bringing lawsuits. Now we got this guy, a Fulmer. You know, I mean, so far we've seen it as sort of a video platform for the people's court. That's fine. That's great. But there needs to be some real, real justice here and what's going on. Let me tell you something. This is part of what the gospel addresses. Remember Luke chapter 4. We read that Jesus went into the temple, right? Starting off there, his ministry. And here's what it says. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Esaias. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to what? Heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister and sat down, and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. What did Jesus come to? Well, he was going to preach the gospel, heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of the sight of the blind, and set at liberty them that are bruised. Some translations actually use the term under tyranny, or they're oppressed. In fact, we go over and we see in the book of Acts the same kind of thing. Okay, In Acts chapter 10, and beginning at verse 35, we read, But in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word I say ye know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee, after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed. They were oppressed, that's tyranny, the tyranny of the devil. For God was with him. And we are witnesses of all these things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us, who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. Now remember, Luke is writing this, this second work, this second letter, if you will, 
to Theophilus. He wrote his gospel to Theophilus. He says, so that you might know these things to be true. Luke was not just a doctor. He was a journalist. And what he didn't witness with his own eyes, he went to the source. He went to the eyewitnesses themselves to interview them. And of course, the Holy Spirit is directing him. I'm not saying he's not doing that. He was The Spirit of God was directing him in that. But he went to the people who saw it, who heard it, who had these experiences that he wrote about with Jesus. And he writes this here in Acts, because now he's on the journey with Paul. And now he's witnessing the mighty works of Christ through Paul in his preaching, in his healing, and the work he's doing there among the Gentiles. This is what, this is what uh, uh, Luke is referencing. All of this of what we've talked about is tyranny. And listen, all tyranny is led up by the father of tyranny, which is the devil. He's a liar. He's a murderer. Isn't that what tyrants do? Mm-hmm. They break the law, don't they? Yeah. He's a liar and he's a murderer. Every tyrant that's ever existed has done at least those two things, and probably lots more. But at least those two things are at the forefront. And yet, we're told the Lord Jesus came to deliver the captives. He came to set men free, not be under tyranny. <laughs> How do you like that? I'm a poet and don't know it, but my feet show it because they're long fellas, right? So let me point you to Romans chapter 6. We made mention of this earlier because I'm running out of time. Oh, I'm running out of time. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity, unto iniquity, even so now yield your members servants to righteousness unto holiness. For when you were the servants of sin, or you were under the tyranny of sin, that's lawlessness, ye were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of these things is death. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen and amen. And why are we done that? So that we can have an impact on this sinful world and push the crown rights of King Jesus, who is Lord of all, and who every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's what we want to see. And we're not going to see it if we're sitting back waiting on somebody else to do for us what we won't do for ourselves. Catch Bradley at 3. We'll see you in the morning with Kate at 8 a.m., Lord willing. Adios.